feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And they are out of control. When you see the Democrats and how they have been protesting, talking about burning down structures, talking about basically going after the Supreme Court justices, the language is so over the top. I mean, it's really, really incredible. And we're talking, of course, about the Roe v. Wade decision. Everybody, this is Rita Cosby. Great to have you with us. Hope you had a great, great weekend. And as I've been watching all of the protests around the country, clearly the Democrats are not translating the message that what the Supreme Court did was send it back to the states. They are clearly not translating that, and they are riling up their base. And to me, it is so so dangerous. I want to hear your thoughts of how you think this will play out in the November elections. Obviously, there's also primaries tomorrow night. How will it affect the primaries? How will it affect, of course, the midterms, as I brought up in November? We heard today that the Republicans have added one million more voters on their rolls in the last year or so. That's amazing. And that is basically a lot of people in the suburbs. So how will that affect the voting rolls? How will it affect the base getting both sides out in November? Who do you think that this helps? Who do you think it hurts? A lot of people, of course, are talking about now how President Trump has become probably the or if not one of these for sure most consequential presidents in terms of appointing Supreme Court justices Now, in American history, because he appointed, of course, three of the justices and some of the decisions that have come of late with, of course, the New York gun carry law. Remember that one happened? And then, of course, you had the Roe v. Wade one last week, which was a big one. And then, of course, even today, there was the case of the football coach who basically the court came down and said because of First Amendment rights, he has a right to pray. That was a big, big win, I think, also on the religious conservative side. So now Democrats are like, they they can't handle it. They are going crazy. They are going absolutely crazy. And in fact, one of the people who's going crazy is the guy who attacked Rudy Giuliani. And coming up later on in the hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to be talking to Rudy Giuliani directly and get his take on what happened when a guy came over and assaulted him while he was at a grocery store in Staten Island campaigning for his son, who was running for New York governor. Of course, tomorrow is the primary, big primary in a number of states. And Andrew Giuliani, the son of Rudy, is on the ballot. And Rudy's been out there campaigning left and right. So I want to get your take on all of that, too. If you've seen the video, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about just the tensions that are out there, that people are so you know, hostile. And this guy clearly didn't wasn't a Rudy fan, isn't a Republican fan. 
went over and, you know, you see it on the video. You see him, like, you know, uh, push Rudy, hits him on the back, you know, and it's like, it's crazy out there. Tensions are riding high on some of the things that he said to Rudy. Well, we're going to hear it from Rudy firsthand, who's going to be joining us at 1040 here on the Rita Cosby Show. So he's going to be joining us uh, just about 30 minutes or so from now uh, to give us his take on exactly what happened. And the guy is already back out on the streets. Good old New York justice back out on the street. So what's your reaction to all of that? Well, we're going to hear it firsthand from Rudy and also get your take on all of that. But to me, it's also very emblematic of what's happening now in this country where people just, especially those on the left, you know, it's like if the right dares do anything, dares do anything, if you were anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th, even like, you know, if you said the word January 6th in the last three years, two years or so, God forbid, if you said it, you'd be arrested pretty much, right? It's like crazy. And yet, you see now, since this Roe v. Wade decision came down, and since the leak came out, remember a few months ago, they were out there taking to the streets, asking people to take to the streets. And now we are seeing lawmakers really kind of almost basically follow the pattern of Chuck Schumer. Remember, he was like, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, you won't know what hit you. Well, I'm going to show you basically what hit you, you know? I mean, my goodness. And then we had a basically an assassination attempt against Brett Kavanaugh. The guy shows up at his home. I mean, it's like, and the DOJ doesn't say anything. And then yet, when the Roe v. Wade decision comes down, suddenly Merrick Garland can't keep his mouth shut. He's like putting out statements left and right. He is like the most loquacious attorney general I've ever seen. In the last few days since the decision came down from Roe v. Wade. And yet he did not even say anything about the assassination attempt against a Supreme Court justice just because he doesn't agree with Brett Kavanaugh's politics. Shame on him. To me, that is so outrageous. And I want to hear your thoughts tonight. I love hearing from all of you guys. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who, boy, does she know how to rile up her base. Take a listen to her with protesters in Washington, D.C. in the last day or so. And then... She's also doing the Sunday shows. There she is with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. And she claims that Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, and we heard this from Susan Collins and Joe Manchin, that they, quote, misled the court. And I take huge issue with that. We're going to get to that in a moment. But here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez basically calling for the impeachment of Supreme Court justices because they didn't vote the way that she wants them to vote. What I believe that the president and the Democratic Party needs to come to terms with is that this is not just a crisis of Roe. Mm -hmm. This is a crisis of our democracy. The Supreme Court has dramatically overreached its authority. We had two 
conservative senators in the United States Senate, Senator Manchin and Senator Collins, come out with a very explosive allegation that these that several Supreme Court justices misled them in their during their confirmation hearings and in the lead up to their confirmation. This is a crisis of legitimacy. We have a Supreme Court justice whose wife participated in January 6th and who used his seat to vote against providing documents that potentially led uh, to evidence of such to to investigators in Congress. This is a crisis of legitimacy, and President Biden must address that. It's a crisis of legitimacy because AOC doesn't like what the Supreme Court decided. When they decided her way, it was like, boy, they are the greatest thing since sliced bread, which is to me why it is so, so political. And we have seen now so many people come out and basically say the same thing, echo the exact same thing. But she, again, went very far and said, you know what? They were not fair. She said they were not correct in their hearing, which, by the way, every Supreme Court justice that goes when they get nominated, they're asked, hey, how would you vote on this case? And they usually say, oh, we can't really talk about it. But I can just tell you in general, we look at these factors. We look at these things. Well, guess what? They all say that. Elena Elena Kagan said that. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that. That's a typical answer. They say, oh, we'll give deference to, you know, precedent. We'll look at precedent. We'll always consider that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I can't tell you how I'm going to vote on each particular case because I can't say that. They're not allowed to say that. They always say that. They walk in with an open mind and decide at that moment how they're going to rule on cases. Republicans and Democrats have said that forever. And yet, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez basically says it's time to impeach the conservative justices. Take a listen. This do you think lying, is what we're do you think lying in a confirmation a, a, hearing is an impeachable offense? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I believe lying under oath is an impeachable offense. Um, I believe that violating federal law in not disclosing income from political organizations, as Clarence Thomas uh, Mm -hmm. did years ago, is also potentially an impeachable offense. I believe that um, that not recusing uh, from cases that one clearly has family members involved in uh, with very deep violations of conflict of interest are also impeachable offenses. And I believe that this is something that should be very seriously considered. I believe this is something that should be very seriously considered. To me, that is so outrageous because she doesn't like the outcome. She's going to, quote, basically Kavanaugh them. Remember the hearings that happened with Brett Kavanaugh? Now let's try to do it again. Now let's try to impeach them. If they don't like what the decision is, they're going to go after them in every shape or form. To me, this is so outrageous and so typical for the hardcore left. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice on line four in Cincinnati. Go ahead, Alice. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Hi, Rita. Uh, Over the past six or eight years, the left has increased in intensity, these demonstrations. And people are being turned off, I think. And they're also loud. So that may make others think, well, they're the majority. And there, there are those of us who sit back and think about it, and we watch. And they're turning people off. AOC 
sounds like a catty schoolgirl. I don't know how anyone can take her seriously. Well, Where and you know we what, going? you know what, you know what, Alice, you're, I do think you're right that when people understand that it's either their way or the highway and to the point where they're right. destroying property, they're destroying, you know, they were just vandalizing and burning pro-life centers. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that was going on that just is so unseemly just in the last, you know, three or four days. Of course, when the leak came out, remember, there were Molotov cocktails that were sent into pro-life centers. And to me, this is like, you know, like a rule by mob. You know, we saw this in the, quote, summer of love, Alice. But I hope That's it right. does backfire because I don't agree. I'm all for First Amendment. People can speak their minds and their opinions. But to go to the point, Alice, where they are burning down buildings and destroying buildings and and putting out addresses and school addresses of justices, this is so over the top, Alice. And and I do hope it backfires because I don't like anybody who rules by violence. I think it will. And what about uh, finding out who, who did the leak? It seems like that has that's fallen back. Why don't, why don't they? We need to know who did that, and they need to pay for it. And there, there are people who have caused this, who really need to pay for it. They have broken the law, and they're allowed to get away with it. Yeah, no, you're right. And apparently, by the way, there was I saw a number of reports. I was stunned about this because it seems like they've kind of swept it under the rug. There was a report that the FBI actually got some phones of a number of clerks and others there that they are doing some traces. So. I don't know how serious that is or if that was just sort of a gratuitous thing to make it look like they're doing something. But the fact that they haven't figured it out yet is kind of stunning because there's not that many people uh, that could have had access to that. You know, you would think it would have taken maybe a few days and now it's been months. So you're right. That kind of got swept under the rug. And, And it seems, you know, what I'm also not seeing is where is Gorsuch and all these people coming out and saying, do not riot, do not protest. We heard the president Last week, but Alice, it was so tepid. I mean, to me, it was just, oh, it was like, um, yeah, protests should be peaceful, but now we've got to go out and vote. We've got to change this. We've got to do this. This is illegitimate. This is like, that was the rhetoric of the president. He had such ire when he was talking about the justices and getting his base clearly riled up and then kind of threw out this line so he could say, oh, yeah, I did say peaceful, yeah, as if anybody remembers that part of his speech because he was so riled up on the other part. Uh, Alice, thanks so much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And Rudy Giuliani is also going to join us in about 20 minutes to talk about what happened to him when an angry person approached him at a supermarket in New York. He was campaigning for his son who was running for governor. He's going to be here firsthand to tell us what he experienced and what the person said and did to him. And we're going to continue your calls about these angry leftist attacks on pro-life centers. And it seems like anybody who disagrees with them, 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. are on the Supreme Court, and boy, it seems like a long way between now and November. Uh, and already 
people are taking to the streets. We saw over the weekend in different cities across the country, um, in Portland, there was some violence. In Los Angeles, there were issues. New York, um, the list goes on and on. And so many problems that we saw all from different groups. Colorado, a Christian crisis center was burned, vandalized. Phoenix, we know the story about the state Senate, uh, that things got so crazy and out of hand by the protesters. Basically, uh, people inside the state centers thought they were being, quote, held hostage, that they had to bring out tear gas to disperse the crowd. So things are getting pretty wild out there, and the tensions are rising, and clearly the message to these protesters are abortions off the table now. But that's not what the Supreme Court decision did. I I mean, to me, it is such an audacious and dangerous thing for the Democrats to say, okay, now there's not going to be any abortion. That's not the case. It goes back to the states. Many states will decide to do what they already are doing, keeping what they already have. Uh, New York, for an example, you don't see anything changing in a number of states, New York or California, a number of others. Others may decide to do something with limiting it. But a lot of people believe that's probably where it's going to end up, that there'll be a lot of these sort of compromise and it's going to go to the states. People will have a chance to vote. People will definitely have a chance to vote in the primaries. It certainly will have a role in that. It's certainly going to have a role in November. And I think... It's an important decision that a lot of people are going to be talking about, but they're also talking about crime. They're talking about gas prices, and they're definitely talking about inflation overall. So there's a lot of issues on the table. Do you think that this is going to be a huge issue, and do you think that this will have an impact one way or the other? I'm curious to hear your thoughts, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, Let's go to Larry on line six. Larry, your thoughts about it all. Yeah, well, as far as the election goes, I have no doubt that this is going to scare a lot of Democrats who are going to see that this is just sort of frenzied mobs. This is not political ideology anymore. And they are going to secretly vote Republican. I have no doubt about that. But as far as AOC goes, I want to make a comment. If anybody – she could be disassembled very simply – this woman is a very, very calculated evil. She has some kind of – if you look at her background, which I intend to do, she probably has some kind of rebellion against patriarchy, which Wilhelm Reich talks about, I believe, in his book, The Mass Psychology of Fascism, because this is more fascism than it is leftism. She wants everybody to think alike. And uh, as far as impeachment goes – If anybody should be impeached, it's the three judges, the three liberal judges who vote as a block and are an ideological dead weight, Sotomayor, Katanji, and and Elena Kagan. And Sotomayor, in fact, she makes decisions. Sotomayor. You mean Sotomayor, right? Right. I mean, oh, excuse my pun. (laughs) Yeah, I got the pun, but I just wanted to make sure in case somebody else didn't get it. No, excuse my mispronunciation. You know, Sotomayor, okay, she makes – in your law school, they call – they say an argument has to pass the giggle test, you know? She ba- barely passes the giggle test. You know, this this opinion about the, the uh, coach praying and everything, she says it it, uh, it it risks entangling state with religion. So that means that uh, if somebody is a teacher, a public employee, he ceases to be an individual, that's pure fascism. In other words, he can't express his individual thoughts simply because he works for the state. You know, I want to point out the baseball players, when they hit home runs, these uh, mostly the Spanish baseball players, when they round the bases, 
they put two fingers up and kiss it in, in, into the air, okay? That's a religious gesture, okay? And a lot of people don't like that, including myself. But you know what? I can't do anything about it because, first of all, that's in your face. The coach did it all by himself. He would go out after the game and quietly pray on the 50-yard line away from everybody. These baseball players do that in your face. Go try to stop them from doing that, okay? And you'll see all the leftists defending them. And, you know, you have a lot of points in there. But you know what's interesting? I Clearly, I'm not surprised, by the way, um, getting back to your pun, um, that those three definitely voted the way they did. Of course they would. Um, what, I, what I really take issue with is this mob mentality, Larry, too, um, of like, okay, if we don't like them, we're going to remove them. And I don't like that uh, just in general. It's un-American. And the fact that for some reason the left has no problem, like, forgetting about all the protests, remember, that took place in 2020, they want to ignore that. In fact, Kamala Harris was donating to their Freedom Fund, remember, their release fund. You know, and now it's okay that they're threatening justices, calling for impeachment. The double standard is outrageous. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue. And in tonight's Back to Blue segment, which I always love doing here on the Rita Cosby Show Tonight, a powerful story from Okaloosa, Okaloosa County, Florida. I've been to Okaloosa County. A Florida deputy has been honored with a life-saving award after he rescued a swimmer from a very dangerous ocean current upon seeing the struggling swimmer. Deputy uh, David Balazak removed his duty gear, immediately grabbed a flotation device, and sprinted into the waves. The deputy and his partner were called to the scene for a report of two swimmers caught in a dangerous rip current. Now, one of them made it to shore safely, but the second swimmer was still struggling about 100 yards from the shore. So the deputy made his way into the ocean with a rescue, and he grabbed uh, with a rescue can that he grabbed from his truck. The fire department then arrived and sent a firefighter with a rescue board to help the deputy. Together, they returned safely with the exhausted swimmer, and the whole rescue from dispatch back to shore, took some 14 minutes. Now, according to those on the scene, the deputy previously trained as a lifeguard and as a longtime member of the beach unit. How perfect is that? Police said several good Samaritans had offered to help with the rescue, but deputies told them that it was way too dangerous. And for his incredible work and his heroism, he received the Sheriff's Office Life-Saving Award for his action and dedication. What a great, great story. And we always love honoring our great men and women in blue. Well, police have been on high alert uh, all over the place with protests all over the country. And things are definitely getting out of hand all over the place. Case in point, what happened to our dear friend Rudy Giuliani? Here he was. He was at a shop right in Staten Island, New York. And suddenly a guy smacks him. And obviously gave some very harsh verbal words as well. The guy was charged with assault, uh, charged with menacing, charges of third degree, menacing in the third degree, and harassment in the second degree. And the word is the guy's already back out on the streets. Well, here to tell us about all of this and exactly what happened 
is the former New York City mayor, the best mayor of all, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, great to have you here on the show, my friend. Always, always good to be with you, Rear. I'm, I'm back in Staten Island right now. We just finished a fabulous rally for Andrew to end, you know, basically end the campaign. We had enormous number of people there. It was only one block away from where I was assaulted, uh, and uh, the support was uh, the support was terrific. But in any event, uh, it was really ridiculous. I mean, I, I showed up at the shop right where I have campaigned. I'd say literally fifty times. It's probably the most popular campaign stop for 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 particularly Republican candidates because it's in a Republican area of Staten Island. And I, uh, before we started, I wanted to go to the men's room. So I walked all through the store to the men's room. And when I came out, Andrew's uh, campaign manager met me, Sean. And then a group of people started gathering, you know, nice people, people that were new to me, people that uh, a first grade, a retired first grade detective I had worked with, a, a woman who, who works for the for, for um for the uh, for the uh, parks department, and we're walking along. Uh, I don't even think we were discussing politics. I think we were discussing the Yankee game. Come to think of it, and all of a sudden, I get hit like uh, like a br- like a brick, and I, I I get pushed forward a little. I held my balance. I don't know how, but I did. The, I think the woman helped a bit, and uh, before I know it, this guy is like standing in front of me, but like running back. And he's yelling and screaming all kinds of curse words, effing this, effing that, traitor, uh, other terrible words. And then all of a sudden I hear him say, you're a woman killer. Uh, that one really, you're a woman killer, you're a woman killer. And I said, what? what, the, what, what? And, and then he, they, they, uh, the uh, first grade detective and a couple of the security guys grabbed him. He must have been about... 50, 60 yards away at that point. And, um, uh, and, he, and he kept going on about that woman killing thing and about being a traitor. And I was thinking, what should we do with this guy? And I said, I think I, think I have to practice what I preach. I think we should, we should arrest him. It's a perfect application of, of the broken windows theory. You know, you stop this right at the very beginning. And also I felt like Maybe I could make a point for so many of my friends that have been treated so horribly over the last four or five years. I mean, I've had people working with me who were fired from their jobs, fired from their law firms, fired from their law schools, threatened, hit. Uh, I said, let's arrest them. So the police came and they conducted their own independent investigation. They interviewed me and a number of witnesses. They came to the conclusion that it was aggravated assault because there's a statute in New York that makes it an aggravated offense if the person is over 65. I don't like to think about it, but I'm 77, 78, actually. <laughs> I'm 78. Uh, had I been somewhat weaker, I would have gone right down and probably crashed my head on the ground. I, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, the single largest cause of death for men over 70 is falling. Wow. So now, how how hard did he hit you, Rudy? How how hard did because you could see that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you can't you can't tell how hard it is because it just shows one frame, and it looks like he's patting me on the back. Now, the woman was on on ABC today with me, uh, who witnessed it. She said it was so hard it almost knocked her over. 
and uh, she's the one who helped me. Uh, and then the detective also said it was uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't understand how I stood up. He said, you must be in hell, hell, hell of a good condition because I think it would have knocked me over. What, what, uh, what do you say, Rudy? To, did you see the left? I mean, the left went crazy and said, oh, he wasn't hit that hard. What do, what do you say to people well, who say that? All, what's the difference how hard I was hit? Why am I getting hit at all? <laughs> right? I mean, that's ridiculous. How, uh, you know, he shot at me, but he didn't hit me. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Why, why is he hitting me over abortion? I mean, this is this is totally un, unacceptable behavior. I'm a 77 year old man. You you can just push a 77 year old man and you can kill him. You knock him down and he hits his head. My uncle my uncle fell when he was 82. He was in perfectly good health and he died three months later from all the injuries incurred by falling. I can't wow. tell you how many elderly people die from falling. And what's one picking on elderly people? So, uh, uh, yeah, of course, the left loved it because they hate me. Now, uh, suppose it had been Schumer. What do you think would have happened? Well, not only that, but the cowardly district attorney dropped it down to a misdemeanor. The cops fought like hell to get assault in the second degree. In fact, one of my colleagues heard them fighting with the DAs. The DAs wanted to drop it immediately to a misdemeanor, so the guy didn't spend any time, and God forbid he should spend time in jail. Uh, and the cops were great. Boy, I mean, these cops can be my cops anytime they want. Well, and everybody, and they everybody were. Uh... They said, look, we looked at the picture. You didn't. We talked to 12 witnesses who said this guy hit him very, very hard. And then after that was extremely abusive. One of them said you should you should make it a hate crime because he attacked him over over his uh, 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 views on the Constitution. And his views on uh, and his religious views. After all, I'm a Catholic, and I'm pro I'm pro life, and I'm getting attacked. That's a that's an attack because of my religious beliefs. Are you shocked, so, Rudy, that he is already out? I mean, and just like so you said, I it think, doesn't send a I message. The, I think the DA is one of the is, is is well. First of all, the DA is not a DA. He's a political hack. The guy was a congressman who got thrown out after one term of office. He's been in the city council. He's, you know, he, he's lived in the political slime of New York City, and somehow they made him a DA. Uh, now, if I were a Democrat, you think I'd have been treated that way? I don't think so. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, plus, um, and, plus, and Rudy, by the way, I'm sure you probably heard this. Everybody, we're talking to Rudy Giuliani about what happened to him uh, when he was attacked there in uh, Staten Island uh, just a little bit ago. Um, Staten Island uh, Borough President Vito Fasella. Uh, released a statement, and he said, what happened to you yesterday was absolutely wrong and representative of a dangerous trend. Um, and says, you know, yeah, that that you were assaulted and just says, you know, how troubling this is. It is it, What is concerning, Rudy, is that it is part of a huge trend across yeah, the country. And I would say that is absolutely true, and that's probably the reason that convinced me to, uh, to, to do it uh, and, and to charge him. I said, you know, you got to stand up to this. And and there are a, a, a lot of people um, maybe who aren't in the position that I'm in to be able to, uh, you know, make a point out of this. And it is happening all over the country. In many cases, it's much worse than what I went through. Uh, but and in some cases, it's not as bad. Michael McMahon is the name of the district attorney 
And when the people of Staten Island next get the opportunity to vote for district attorney, they should throw him out. Now, I, I even think the governor should consider removing him from office. He refused to he refused to enforce the enhancement statute for a person over 65. And, I, and I'm a lot over 65. I'm 78. And we're supposed to have a little additional protection from getting pushed around because even a slight push on an elderly person can be very, very dangerous. And believe me, there are many witnesses who will tell you, despite the way in which they distort the, the film, this was a very, very heavy. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, I, have a, I have a lump on my back right now. And I have pain in my left shoulder and I have a hard time using my left arm. It, nothing is broken, thank God. I had it checked out. Thank goodness. But I do have, I don't know what you would call it, tra- traumatic in- injuries as opposed to anything broken. But that's only the luck of God. I mean, this guy could easily knock me down. And, and, and so what are we rewarding this for? All he's going to do is go do it to somebody else. Uh, doesn't, doesn't this DA have any concern for the elderly people of Staten Island? Are you surprised, Rudy? Rudy, are you surprised as a crime fighter, you know, as you have been for so many decades now that, just like you said, uh, now here you're seeing, you're experiencing it firsthand? Yeah, well, I mean, I never thought political hacks should be DAs. I thought DAs should be professionals. Look, when I became an assistant, my background when I became an assistant, uh, U.S. attorney was as a law clerk to a federal judge. I was an assistant U.S. attorney. I was chief of staff to the deputy attorney general. And then I was the United States attorney. I hadn't been in politics. I was a completely apolitical, professional prosecutor. I prosecuted as many Republicans as Democrats, uh, maybe more. And that's what a prosecutor should be. You should be uh, a professional, not a political. This guy's a political hack of the Democratic Party. Now, how, now Rudy, how, why, how concerned are you now, Rudy? Are you are you worried or do you have extra security? Are you doing extra no. steps now? Nope, nope, nope. I'm just asking people to do one thing. Tomorrow, go vote for Andrew Giuliani for we'll fix it in less than a year. Andrew, Andrew's got an eight point plan on crime. Nobody else has a plan on crime. The rest of them wouldn't know what the hell they were doing anyway. Andrew has been involved with me dealing with crime since he was a kid. And beyond that, uh, during the time I, after I was mayor, I, I dealt with crime in about 20 different cities. And Andrew was involved in a substantial number of those. Every single part of my crime plan, he can recite to you backwards and forwards. He understands it. He'll improve on it. And I'm going to guarantee you we'll get crime down in three months and we'll make it the safest state in America in two or three years, just like I made it the safest city. Uh, And plus, uh, Andrew, my son, would like to do better than dad. And dad would like to see him do better. Every dad does. And in this particular case, I didn't want him to run for office, not because he wouldn't be great, because running for office today is like being a police officer. But I said to myself, I think he's the one guy who can do this. First of all, he's got, you know, I don't know how to describe it in a nice way, but he's got tremendous courage. 
I, and, by the way, I, I use I use the phrase on air cojones. <laughs> yeah, you got it. He's got him big time. He is extremely smart. Everybody that listens to him, you know, they start off sometimes and say, oh, he's Giuliani's kid. The minute they hear him, they say, my God, this guy's so impressive. And uh, I, I'll give you an example. General Flynn worked with both him and Zeldin. Here's what he said about Andrew. Andrew is one of the true natural leaders that I've ever met. He was terrific in the White House, and I have no doubt he can turn New York around. You know what he said about Zeldin, who was in his command? Uh, He basically shouldn't get out of Congress. That's where he belongs. He has no leadership skills. Could you imagine your commanding officer saying you have no leadership skills? I don't know. I'd go put myself in a closet if that happened. No, but your then, your I mean, son but, is terrific. You know I love you, and I love your son, and uh, it's going to be definitely a very exciting night tomorrow night with the primary. Close, and all, all I have to tell the people is there are three good men running for, for, for governor, and there's one extremely big rhino liar uh, who denied that he said that Donald Trump was a racist, and he's on tape in living color calling Trump a racist complete lie, one of many, including saying that Andrew Cuomo would make a good president. We want a Republican candidate who thought that Andrew Cuomo would make a good president. A lot of old people and women would disagree with that. Yeah, I think a lot of people would. Well, Rudy, I wish you know I wish Andrew so much luck tomorrow Tomorrow night. Tomorrow is the day. You get one choice, and boy, it can make a big difference. Well, we love you, and we love Andrew, and everybody get out and vote. You too, my friend, and I'm glad that you're okay, first and foremost, too, as well. I am okay. I mean, you know, if the mafia couldn't get me, this little punk is going to get me. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. Good for you, my friend. I'm proud of you. Thanks so much. You too. You too. Everybody, Rudy Giuliani talking about what he went through and obviously a big supporter, as you can tell, of his son, uh, who is in the primary tomorrow night. Things are getting really interesting and things are getting heated, too. I mean, to have that happen, it's jarring. Uh, Glad he's okay, And you can tell nothing is going to stop Rudy Giuliani. The mob didn't stop him. Other things didn't stop him. He is full steam ahead. And obviously talk about a great person to have for Andrew right by his side. Uh, with the campaign trail right there. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We're going to take your calls when we come back here on The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Double Vision here on the Rita Cosby Show. And you just heard from Rudy Giuliani firsthand about what happened to him when he was attacked by a guy out of nowhere at the ShopRite in Staten Island while he's campaigning for his son, who, by the way, tomorrow night is the primary in New York. What are your thoughts about everything and just the vitriol? First of all, what happened to Rudy, but also just this nasty vitriol that is coming from those on the left in particular. My goodness, you look at it, saying to him, quote, you are a woman killer, referring 
to Roe v. Wade, the decision of Roe v. Wade. First of all, Rudy is not in the U.S. Supreme Court last time I checked. He's not one of the high court justices. He is an open Catholic. He's a, you know, Republican. Um, but to suddenly go and, and shove him and then, you know, go after him because of the decision from Roe v. Wade, does that make any sense to any of you? To me, this is just so out of control. And it is just crazy how tense and how terrible things have gotten. And Vito Fisella, who is the Staten Island Borough president, former congressman Vito, um, put out a statement just a little bit ago saying, you know, it is part of a, quote, disturbing trend. And that indeed, you know, Rudy was assaulted. Rudy trying to get also a more serious charge and the DA not even wanting to charge him, basically. Uh, and then finally went down to a very low level misdemeanor. But this seems to be par for the course under Democratic politics. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Norm, line eight. Go ahead, Norm, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. I'm I'm sitting in Pete from Staten Island's car. We went to the Andrew Giuliani rally. Um, Very nice, very peaceful. Um, Wait, were you at were you at the one in Staten Island with the shop right or something different? I'm still in Staten Island, which is a mystery to me. Yes, Uh, Brooklyn boy goes to Staten Island. Yes, I'm here. We're going to go. By the way, by the way, I love the people in Staten Island. They're great. I mean, that's why I was I was sad to hear that that this guy, because most of the people there in Staten Island, they're such great folks. They're patriots. They're great souls. Um, What 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 do you make of what happened with Rudy there then, Norm? Well, it was, it was the one. What do I make of is that guy's very lucky that the the people of Staten Island didn't disassemble him because uh, uh, this is these are these are not people to be messed with, and they love Rudy, so uh, he he's very lucky. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're he's right. He's got to walk around in the streets. He's got to walk around in the streets now of Staten Island. I don't envy him. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Actually, that is a good point, because now this guy's name's out there. Everybody uh, knows who he is. He's a local guy, right, I believe, right? Yeah, because he worked at the yes. shop right there. Does he live at, Does he live in Staten Island, the guy who I, attacked him? I don't know. In, I think so. I, I think, think he, so, I too. Think he lives in Staten Island. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's, Welcome he's, to Staten yeah, Island, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> that's not a, great, a very not a very smart move yeah norm that is a such a great point because you know they they are so uh patriotic and loyal and staten island um i've been to a number of great events out there and they're just they are just a plus plus uh thanks so much norm let's go to miriam uh on line five miriam your thoughts hi rita how are you i'm good what did you think of um the supreme court what did you think of the giuliani decision what happened with the Giuliani well, with the attack? Well, I believe that those people should be in jail and that they are going to do that to everyone that opposes their policies, uh, whatever craziness they have. Yeah, so I agree, I Miriam. I agree. You need to send a message, don't you think, Miriam? Yes, yes, we have to. For example, uh, with the problem that we have in with those crazy people, trying to kill a judge, that is something. I don't understand what's going on here, but let me tell you. They used to call Donald Trump the Nazi and the Hitler. And in the Spanish community, they say that he is a killer only. But you see, this guy ended up saving millions of 
life. Yeah, and by the way, lately, Miriam, he has not been doing, you know, Biden hasn't been doing well with Hispanics because they see through a lot of his crazy policies. We're going to continue after the break, everybody. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I am so proud of this New York State judge, by the way, who struck down a new law that would have given hundreds of thousands of non-residents of New York City the right to vote in municipal elections. That's right, non-citizen residents. I say being an American citizen is a privilege, that people should work hard for it, and that once you have become a citizen, then you should have the chance to vote. To me, to be able to vote as the very far-left city council of New York, which is left, 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 they basically decided that this group, about 800,000 of them, would be able to vote in New York City municipal elections. Well, now a New York State Supreme Court judge from Staten Island, there's a lot in the water of Staten Island now, ruled that the law violated the state constitution, which says that every citizen is entitled to vote. And I agree with the judge's decision. I want to hear your thoughts on that, because to me, we're going to talk about this later on in the hour. It is outrageous that they were planning on suddenly 800,000. No big deal. You can vote. You can sway. That's a huge amount, especially in municipal elections. Yes, New York City is an enormous city. It's a big-sized city, millions upon millions of people. But still, if you suddenly have 800,000 people that you're going to suddenly say, hey, think about how you can sway almost every single municipal election. And many people believed that it was able to go through here. It was going to go through in many other places. This is what Bill O'Reilly had to say about the left and their voting policies. What is frightening, though, is that the um, taking it out of just New York City, the plan of the progressive movement is to allow non-citizens to vote, foreign nationals to vote, and then to do away with any kind of voter ID. So that means anybody can vote in any election in the United States. That's what the progressives want. Scary stuff. I think really scary stuff. And a number of groups, conservative groups, GOP groups came out and were very happy saying voting in this country is a right logically reserved for citizens. That's coming from the chairman of the New York State Conservative Party. This decision puts a check on a radical New York City council that had hoped to establish a precedent for non-citizen voting across New York State. And I think it's the right way to go. My parents worked hard to become U.S. citizens, and when they became U.S. citizens, then they were able to vote. Why is that not the case now? Why are we giving these people special privileges? We got a wide-open border. That seems to be no problem. Allowing them to vote seems to be no problem. And yet, if you had anything to do with supporting a conservative justice, you're like a pariah. I mean, does any of this make any sense to you? 
Well, this is what Vito Facella, he is the Staten Island Borough President, former congressman. This is what he had to say about that decision from the judge today, which basically says non-citizens should not vote. I think it's the people of New York State who, who won, the citizens of the state that truly won. And that's why we brought this action. And um, what can we say? You know, when they started this, this uh, called a game to allow non-citizens the right to vote, uh, we had to stand up for the good people of Staten Island, New York City, New York State, and say that it's very clear. The New York State Constitution says you have to be a citizen to vote. And they didn't like it, so they passed a local law that really violated not only the state constitution, but also uh, state election law as well as something called the municipal home rule law. So uh, it was a victory. Uh, We'll see if it's appealed. I wouldn't be surprised if it is appealed to the appellate division and then ultimately to uh, the Court of Appeals. And you know it is going to be appealed by the left, but it's the right decision. You just heard the state constitution says it gives the right to vote to, quote, every citizen. It doesn't say non-citizens can just kind of pop in and vote and sway elections in a huge way. And we're not, again, talking about eight people. We are talking about 800,000 people that were about to suddenly be able to vote next go-round in the major elections, municipal elections, you know, the citywide elections. But that also includes mayor. I mean, that's a big amount when you look at it. I mean, city council. I mean, that's a big, big amount, and that would sway a lot of things. Meantime, speaking of sway, there have been so many protests, and there have been a lot of problems already where there were buildings that have been vandalized from these different groups. Uh, Jane's Revenge putting out, basically, they believe it's from them, putting out Jane, you know, smearing it, you know, in red paint outside of pro-life centers across the country. Also saying, you know, if you kill people, well, you know, you're going to be responsible. I mean, there's some really threatening language, really, really threatening language, basically saying you will be killing women by not allowing abortion. How does that make sense? I mean, you know, think about the twisted logic and all this. There are just so many issues right here, and there are many things that could be discussed, but these groups don't want to discuss it. They do not, and celebrities are coming out left and right. And here is one of the protests. This is one in Houston, Texas, over the weekend. At a number of award show over the weekend, too, you see a lot of celebrities giving the finger, you know, saying, hey, this is for you, Justice. This is for you, Supreme Court. And you could hear the crowd riling up the base. And I'm talking about even Democrats, members of Congress. I just I, I am very concerned where this is headed because you could see it's a very emotional issue And people are highly charged. And then you've got comments like this coming from Senator Elizabeth Warren, who said this over the weekend, which is so outrageous because when the court has made a decision that she likes, oh, it's the greatest court in the world. Justice is served. 
But when it's a decision she doesn't like, well, this is how she describes it. This court has lost legitimacy. They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after their union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with the Roe versus Wade opinion. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. So Elizabeth Warren is talking about packing the court because the decisions didn't go the way that she wanted them to go. She thinks that now is the time to pack the court and add more justices. Uh, To me, that is another outrageous. And they sit there and they say, oh, well, the GOP is the ones who are trying to do, you know, uh, funny business with the elections. And yet you just heard they were trying to have non-citizens vote in New York City. And now she's talking about trying to pack the highest court in the land because she doesn't like the decisions that came down. If you look at it, they said there is no right to abortion in the Constitution. A number of Democrats have also agreed with that. And that's what the judges said and said, we're sending it back to the states. But that's not good enough for Elizabeth Warren. If the decisions don't go the way they want, then the court has to be illegitimate. It has to be corrupt. And to me, that is so outrageous. These double standards absolutely need to be called out. It is shameful. And this is what Lindsey Graham had to say over the weekend because he said this one-sided view of the Democrats is dangerous, especially for our country. You know, when Roe came out, we didn't burn down the Capitol as conservatives. We didn't go to liberal justices' homes and try to intimidate them. The radical left are constitutional anarchists. They're literally trying to change this country from top to bottom. They want to pat the court because they don't like this decision. They want to abolish the Electoral College so California and New York can pick the president in perpetuity. Uh, At the end of the day, they want to federalize elections, take it away from the states to make sure you have ballot harvesting and do away voter IDs. So these constitutional anarchists, here's my advice to you. Quit trying to burn down America and work like we did in the fields. Elect people who agree with you at the ballot box. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it goes back to the states. Now states can decide. You can live in a state like California if you feel a certain way. You can live in another state if you feel a certain way. But to sit and call the justices illegitimate and question the integrity of the court, to me, that is outrageous. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to line six. J.C. in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, J.C. A lot of correlations. First of all, a judge has cojones, big cojones. And you might be a woman or a birthing person, and you got big cojones, Rita. Okay, so, I mean, all, everything's wrong. Double vision. Okay, that's. That's the site of the Republic, uh, the Democrats. They have double vision. Is one rules for the Republicans or one punishment for the Republicans and rewards for the Democrats. Uh, the correlation, Rudy Giuliani gets hit on the back. Oh, and they slap the guy's hand. Okay, now the Border Patrol, they went after the immigrant, immigrants crossing the river and they didn't whip the people. He, the guy had his reins, and they were already reeling the, the people in, and they, they, they punished that person. And I, I think they, uh, they, they 
they, I don't know if they terminated his job or just put him on suspension. Uh, everything's all wrong. So you got AOC, which is, stands for always out of control. You got Maxine Turbulent Waters, and you got Merrillis Garland, and they're all just viewing their political uh, views. Now, if if we go along with uh, AOC, who says the demo- democracy is in crisis, it is because of the Democrats. And if she says that if the uh, if a, uh, a what do you call it a politician or somebody in office has a mistruth or breaks the trust of the people, they should be impeached. So then why aren't we impeaching Joe Biden, who's lied to the people every single thing he said? He said he was going to be the president of harmony, and all he did was divisive. So everything down the line. So what's happening? Meritless Garland is concerned about uh, women dying. Well, look, women dying going forward right now, we have no idea what that's going to be. But that's going to be decided by the state. And you know what? The, 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 the press is pushing that all abortions are, are illegal now, and that's not true. And, okay? and by the way, so J.C., now, and J.C., you brought a lot up there. The other thing is, too, is, is the fact that, uh, what did you call him, Merit- Meritless or Merrillless uh, Garland, um, that he did not say anything when Brett Kavanaugh, a Supreme Court justice, was attacked. He didn't say anything when the addresses of Supreme Court justices were put out, when they even put out the school of their kids and the timetable of like the buses when the kids go on the bus. I mean, this is crazy. It is absolutely insane. He doesn't say anything then, which to me was outrageous. And yet what's so interesting is this comes at a time where the January 6th commission, which, by the way, is doing some emergency hearing suddenly tomorrow. That'll be interesting. Um, but they've come out and they've said, well, Trump tried to politicize the DOJ. Uh, I mean, what is what's going on with this DOJ? Are you kidding me? This DOJ wouldn't say anything about an assassination attempt against a Supreme Court justice. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't say anything when the justices addresses were put out when people were protesting outside the home. It's a violation of U.S. code. They didn't go after them. They allowed them to protest. They allowed people to make comments. They didn't do anything. He didn't say anything to condemn it. And yet he came out almost within minutes of the Roe v. Wade decision. I mean, if you want to talk politics with the Supreme Court, uh, this DOJ is clearly playing it on this one, on this issue. And how dare they not say a word when a high court justice uh, has an assassin show up outside of his home? I mean, to me, that is preposterous. Uh, JC, real quick, I want to play also Maxine Waters because you brought her up because her comments have been so ins- I just incendiary to a T. Take a listen. You see this turnout here? You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming. Yeah, we will defy them. And if you're going to basically overrule, you'll see what you have coming, basically. I mean, that's outrageous. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show. A little Lenny Kravitz here on the Rita Cosby Show. Are you going to go my way? Because that seems to be the attitude of the Democrats. Take a listen to Stacey Abrams, what she said. you support any limitation on abortion? Or does it? do you think that women should have the right to have an abortion all the way up to nine months? I believe an abortion is a medical decision. And I believe that that should be a choice made between a doctor and a woman and in consultation with her family. So I'm just asking you, you're, you're talking about caring about the lives of women. I'm just asking, at what point do you start to care about the life of that baby, that baby girl in this, in some cases? What I would say is that it is a medical decision. So I'm going to take issue. that as a, a up to nine months in some cases, depending on, on the woman, correct? That is not what I, that is not what I said. I said this is a medical decision. She would not rule out that if somebody is carrying a child for up to nine months, that they could be aborted. That's not what I said. If there's a medical decision, well, then possibly, yes. And that's what the Democrats are going for in many cases, not all of them, but many cases. And guess what? If you are a pro-life Democrat, on the other hand, take a listen to what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, she has a warning for you. Basically, if you don't agree with their philosophy, a la that I was Stacey Abrams, who thinks that she's still the governor of Georgia, because remember, she hasn't conceded that election that she had a while ago. She's running again, as we know, uh, against Brian Kemp again. Uh, but she basically says, you know what, if you're not with us, we're going to get somebody to primary you. She's basically slamming everybody, even in her own party. The thing that a lot of people don't like to talk about is the fact that not every Democrat is pro-choice, okay? So the ones that aren't, we really need to reassess if it's appropriate for them to continue to serve in 2022. So boy, things are going to get awfully heated. And you can tell within the Democratic Party, remember AOC was asked a couple days ago, will you support Joe Biden? And she said, well, let's see what he does if he's going to run or basically she wouldn't give an answer. Remember that one? And there are word now that there are a number of Democrats. I don't know how AOC would feel about it, but there are a number of Democrats that have come out and said, well, maybe Hillary Clinton should run. They're seeing a disaster in Joe Biden. They're seeing a bigger disaster in Kamala Harris. They're looking at the polls, and they're trying to decide who can they bring out to basically turn the base. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe, line four. Go ahead, Joe. Your thoughts about all of this. Yes, Rita. Yep, go ahead, Joe. Real quick, Joe. Yes, Rita. Yeah, you're on, Joe. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm an attorney. Uh, I'm uh, retired. Uh, And, uh, you know, about this Supreme Court. Yeah, real quick, Joe. You got to get to the point. talking about the leak and, you know, who made this leak. And there's a name... That's been on my phone. Real quick. Go ahead, Joe. 
The guy's name is Amit, A-M-I-T, Jane, J-A-I-N. Well, stay stay with us, Joe. You can explain it. You can explain what it is. But actually, well, let me give you a few more seconds. Why? Where did you get this name? It was on the Internet in an article, and he is a law clerk or was a law clerk. Oh, yes. Joe. Judge I, Sotomayor. Joe, I remember this because his name came out pretty quickly early on because people were suspecting, and he's close to some people. I think he's done some stories at Politico before. I mean, nobody knows who the leaker is, but it's interesting. You're right. Uh, who knows? And you're right. It's kind of gotten swept under the rug. And we got to figure out who did it and why. But it clearly seems orchestrated, Joe. I mean, if you look at everything, clearly there are, it was planned. I mean, right after the leak comes out, they suddenly have like, you know, Xerox signs outside Supreme Court within seconds. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great men and women in the military and also their families, Congressman Brian Higgins in Buffalo, New York, recently honored the service and sacrifice of Vietnam veteran Luis Sierra, presenting the service medals that Sierra earned during the ninth annual Hispanic American Heritage Council Community Breakfast there. Higgins' team said Sierra is one of 80,000 Hispanic Americans who bravely served our country during the Vietnam War. The congressman further explained that like many who deployed to Vietnam, American veterans did not receive the warm welcome that they truly deserved upon their return from battle. And he says it is our duty as a nation to properly honor their service and sacrifice. Army Specialist Luis Sierra fought to defend our country's democratic values on the battlefield, in the courtroom, and in the state government. Sierra originally uh, worked as a linotype operator, and he left his job two years later, and he enlisted in the U.S. Army in 1969, rising to the rank of Army Specialist. For a few months of service, were spent in Fort Jackson until he was called to join the 2nd Battalion, 5th Cavalry in the Republic of Vietnam. Um, In their arriving, uh, his unit participated in numerous battles. As a result, 22 members of the unit, including Sierra, were awarded a Bronze Star Medal for meritorious service against a hostile enemy. Beautiful to see that he is deeply appreciated and recognized. And again, to all of you great Vietnam veterans, welcome home. And we always are so, so grateful for your service, and we're glad to be able to honor you here on the Rita Cosby Show. My favorite segments every night on my show are when we get to do Support Our Heroes, and we also, in the other hour, 
do back the blue where we honor our great men and men and women in law enforcement. So we love doing both of those every night here on the show and show, you know, shining a bright light on all that you do for so many. It's a tough job, especially for law enforcement out there and for veterans. And we love you and we appreciate you. Well, we are talking about the fact that now it looks like a number of members of the military may be called to protect state houses and a number of other places, the Supreme Court potentially. The National Guard could ultimately get called out. There's a chance if things get really, really heated out there after the Roe v. Wade decision. And also, a lot of law enforcement officers are now bracing. And in fact, in Phoenix over the weekend, they actually had to put out tear gas because protesters were getting so unruly and basically blocking the state house. I mean, if you think about it, they were basically blocking everybody in at the state house to the point where they felt like they were, quote, held hostage inside. And so the law enforcement there had to use tear gas to disperse the crowd so they could actually leave the building. They felt that they couldn't leave. It was such a threat. Things are getting so ugly. And listen to the language that Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and I use the word mayor loosely because sure doesn't sound like a mayor. Listen to the way that she is describing Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, an African-American, remember, on the bench. Take a listen. Wow, there is so much anger and so much frustration out there from the left. And boy, it's okay if they destroy property. It's okay if they make threats like that to the Supreme Court. I mean, can you imagine if the decision was another way and you suddenly had a lawmaker out there? You had Marco Rubio or you had Lindsey Graham saying, you know, F uh, Sotomayor. I mean, they go crazy. It is insane. And saying, take to the streets. They're illegitimate. Uh, I mean, I bet the DOJ would come down in five seconds on them. And yet this DOJ is not saying a word about these attacks on Supreme Court justices. Shame on them. And this is what conservative, basically commentator uh, and well-known writer Mark Thiessen, former speechwriter also as well, this is what he had to say is behind all of this. What Richard and the folks on the left don't like is the outcomes. What they don't like is the fact that Donald Trump is the first Republican president in 60 years who appointed has a perfect record when it comes to appointing judicial conservatives on the bench. Every president going back to Richard Nixon, who nominated the uh, the, the justice who wrote the road decision, has at le- had at least half of their nominees defect to the liberal side or become swing votes that vote against. Mm-hmm. Liberal judges never vote against the left wing. They never join the conservative bloc on a major case. And when what happened here is Donald Trump had a perfect record. He appointed three judicial conservatives, originalist conservatives, who have voted exactly the way uh, their, 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 their uh, judicial philosophy guides them. And they don't like the fact that he was that successful, and that's why they're upset. Yeah, they do not like it. And this comes at a time where President Biden is doing so poorly in the polls. I mean, you look at just the landscape right now. President Biden has a 33% approval rating. They need something to galvanize their base because he is tanking. And the only person lower than him is Kamala Harris. 
So this is a disaster for them. And now he's literally, of course, he's over there in the G7 talking with the other G7 you know, countries overseas. And soon he's also going to be doing a trip to Saudi Arabia and Israel. And, of course, in Saudi Arabia, he's going there and begging with a tin cup, basically saying, please help me, please help me, please help me with gas and oil. Meanwhile, he is not, you know, doing anything in America to fix our oil and gas independence that we had. Remember, we had it under President Trump. But God forbid this president do anything that the other president did. He doesn't want to give him any credit. He doesn't want to give Trump any credit whatsoever. And experts are saying as he goes over there to Saudi Arabia and elsewhere, uh, it just looks like he is groveling and it makes him not look like a strong leader. Well, we did a new podcast this week. We do always a new one. It is called Protecting America. And I love this podcast. And my guest on the latest podcast, which we posted today, you got to check it out wherever you download uh, podcasts. And also you can see it on my social media. I put it up on my Twitter, at Rita Cosby. I interviewed Trump's deputy national security advisor, Victoria Coates, and we talked about Biden's upcoming visit and what it means for foreign perception of this incredibly weak president. And this is what she had to say. How embarrassing is it that, like you just said, very soon he's going to be going over to Saudi. Of course, he called the Saudis the pariah state when he was on the campaign trail and said he's going to basically put them in their, you know, their place. Here it is. He's going there with basically a tin cup and begging from the Saudis, you know, please help us. How, I guess, weak does that look to the rest of the world? First and foremost, to the Saudis, it looks extremely weak. And he can't seem to get his story straight. Recently, he said that he actually wasn't going to meet with the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, or MBS, as most people call him. When he went, he was going to an international meeting, President Biden said, and that MBS might happen to be there. I mean, that's ridiculous. Of course, you're going to meet with him. He's the one with his finger on the tap. And if what you're going to ask for is somewhere up to or including a million barrels a day for some period of time so you can mitigate gas prices here in the States, it's not really successful to start by saying, oh, I'm not going to go meet with him, even though I'm going to his capital where he's the de facto ruler. And let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What do you make of the intense vitriol of the left. And even if you look lately, there have even been people on the left who have been coming out and saying they don't think President Biden's going to be running a second time. He can't say that. I don't think he's going to be running a second time. I'll be stunned. I mean, really? Does he look like he can handle a second term? He's got to say he's all in for the midterms. But I bet you after the midterms, if he is still in, there will be challenges to him. You can bet. I mean, maybe Buttigieg, maybe Hillary Clinton. There's a lot of options out there. And I think a lot of people are going to say they're in. Maybe Stacey Abrams, who still thinks she's George, you know, Georgia's uh, governor. Remember, she still hasn't conceded the first time, even though she's running again. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete. Uh, line three. Go ahead, Pete. Hi, Rita. I was just at the Rudolph Giuliani and Andrew Giuliani rally in Staten Island, and it went off good. There was no incidents because uh, 
everybody, that guy was very lucky that he made it out of there without getting hurt because everybody loves Rudolph Giuliani and Andrew Giuliani. I just hope the vote goes good. Everybody get out there and vote. Silence is not priceless. It's terrible. So we got to get behind these guys, and we got to get some Republicans in as the governor. Run. I am at a McDonald's with Norman. <laughs> And, and you know what I love? I love you guys. I love you guys calling at different points. You're in the car, right? If I remember, and now you're at McDonald's. What are you ordering at Mickey McDonald's? You what are you getting at Mickey D's there? We just had the double cheeseburgers, French fries, and the Coke because the diner where we went, which was mobs from everybody graduating, and meanwhile my wife is at the other diner that uh, the guy owns, Mike's out here. And she's there, and she says, come, come and pick me up. I go, can I get in, yeah, So I told my brother, I'll drop her off home, and that she'd be safe. And, then you, and then you go out with the in. boys. I love that you're a yeah. Mickey D's. Peter, oh, no, we're Pete. We're time. Yes, here, Rita. Hey, here. you got to say, say hi to the gang. I hear the gang in there. Say hi to everybody at Mickey D's. I love that you guys called in. Thank you. You guys are the best, Pete. Thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Stan, line seven. Stan, your thoughts about all this. I'm off hamburgers, so I don't care about Mickey D. <laughs> I'm going to uh, you lettuce could, and By tomatoes. the way, Stan, Stan, you could get the salad there. You could get the no, salad I, or the I, ice cream. I hate that. Their prices went up 5,000%. It's not worth it. Really yeah, because either. of your president. Oh, no, really? Really? Give me a break with that stupid comment. But okay, let's talk. Let's talk Stan, about. Guess what? I knew it would rile you up, Stan. That's ah, why okay. I love you. That's what you do. That's your business. You're in the righteous business of. Uh, making problems, but that's okay. You have to do that. Look, Rita Cosby, let's put Rita Cosby to the test. You had that woman who was talking to the doctor, and the doctor says to Rita Cosby, you're in your eighth month of pregnancy, Rita, but there's a serious problem here. Your life may be at stake if you don't terminate the pregnancy. Here's all the facts. What do you want to do? Rita Cosby has to answer something or other. She's a sensitive, religious woman. She loves life. But the doctor says, Rita, I don't want to, but this is, what do you want to do? What does Rita Cosby do? Well, and, and Stan, by the way, that I understand why those decisions, when it's somebody's life is in danger, but there are a number of Democrats to the point, and obviously you want to get, first of all, what I would certainly do is get a second and third opinion. You know, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, that you want to make sure you get uh, many, many different perspectives on that. But I also think that what is key here is that there are so many Democrats who would say they have a right to have an abortion at any point. They would take it all the way up. I and, agree with and, them. And, and, and stand, but stand, hang on. What I want to say to you is that the average American, if you look at a number of the polls of late, and these are Democrats, too, as well, um, they say basically about 66 percent or more would agree with limited there are people and this is why i think at the end of the day i think a number of these states that's what i think is going to happen eventually is that some of these states will put restrictions like after 15 weeks after x amount of time um because there i i respect where people are coming from what has to be our decisions and discussions about it and clearly People are absolutely, and everybody, there are people who have very personal 
views about this. There are people who think you can have an abortion. Do you think it's okay to have an abortion, you know, right up until the the time of birth? I mean, that's there you are people who agree with that. You want my answer? Yeah, go my ahead. My answer is, if it's a woman and her life depends on it, yes. If her life depends on it, if Rita Cosby's life, I value your life, Rita Cosby. No, and listen, I, I value are, your that's life. Why, that's Rita. why the medical issue, Stan, is an interesting point. And that's why I say to you that there should be other opinions out there. Obviously, I think, you know, you want to try to preserve life. That is that is key. And I think I think the discussion needs to be a one amongst voters and vote for people who align with your values. That's what the Supreme Court decisions about, Stan. What we're hearing, though, is if you listen to the the diatribes out there and the vitriol out there, they're saying that all abortions are canceled, and that is far from the case. There are people like in New York, for example, that are protesting no more abortion. It's never going to change in New York. I mean, look at it right now. Look with the New York state. Nothing's going to change in many states across the country. And ones that may do some sort of ban may also do a limited ban. I mean, that's what some of this was about, was a limited ban. And it's, it's a false it's a false uh, sell to rile up their base. Because guess what they did, Stan? As soon as this came out, immediately, as soon as this came out, they started, you know, fundraising because they know that if they say, oh, no more abortion, they'll suddenly get all this money coming in when that's not what's true. And they don't mind that there are uh, assassination attempts against Supreme Court justices. They don't mind if buildings are burned down. They don't mind any of those things as long as they can get some fundraising money. And that's not fair. People need to be better educated at what it is and vote appropriately in November. But don't take to the streets and don't threaten Supreme Court justices. This Rita. is outrageous. Real quick, Stan, well, don't you agree on that part? Rita, when did you think it all wasn't po- It all has been political. Even the gun rights, when they have the gun, people pay millions of dollars to put in for gun control, and I mean gun rights and so forth. It's all political. You think one way, someone thinks another. When wasn't it political? But they don't, in the but, but Stan, it was political. But Stan, they don't admit to it, and that's the problem. They don't admit to it. It doesn't work both ways, and that's the sad thing, because you know what? You cannot have mob rule, and they did not condemn the riots that took place in 2020, and they're not condemning the assassination attempt against a Supreme Court justice. They're not condemning the the like the total vandalism that we're seeing in burning out or pro-life centers that we've seen even in the last few days and in the last few months since the leak. Shame on that side. You cannot have those double standards. That is outrageous. That is disgusting, and that needs to be condemned. And shame on them for playing politics with that. Um, when we come back, everybody, I want to hear your thoughts about New York State, because a lot happening in New York State, a lot happening around the country. But, boy, they just decided that non-citizens cannot vote. Can you believe that? It should be like, yeah, of course, they're not a citizen. They can't vote. Well, the city council had hoped to make that happen, and now a New York State judge struck down a law that would have given hundreds of thousands of non-citizen residents in New York City the right to vote in municipal elections. They were all going for it, and then suddenly a judge said, wait a minute, in the state constitution it says every citizen should have a right to to vote. This is what the New York State GOP chairman Nick Langworthy had to say about that. Take a listen. 
right to vote is a fundamental pillar of American democracy, and it's expressly reserved for citizens of the United States of America. And this is what one of the New York City Council women, by the way, who's an immigrant herself, had to say about it, too. This is a slap in the face to those immigrants who work so hard to obtain United States citizenship so that they can have a say in our election process. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Being an American citizen to me is a privilege. It is a joy. And you should not get the right to vote. As we were talking with Stan, who has a lot of wax in his ears, he's like, oh, you know, no problem. Everybody's political. The right isn't going out there and and rioting and burning the streets and, and burning cities across America. Give me a break. And And how could any attorney general not condemn these attacks, but yet respond right away about the Roe v. Wade decision, but not condemn the violence? That, to me, is outrageous. And here the left was trying to get 800,000 non-citizens the right to vote in New York City. I'm glad the judge voted it down, but I bet you it's just the beginning. What do you think? Should non-citizens have the right to vote? 1-800-8489-222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. So do non-citizens have a right to vote? Well, a New York State judge came out today and said, "Uh uh-uh. Guess what? The New York City Council, which is left of left of left, they're like AOC acolytes, had decided that, yes, they did. And a judge stepped in and said, no, it is not adhering to the state constitution, which says every citizen is entitled to vote. So as the left is sitting there doing all this January 6th, you know, hullabaloo and magic and all that other stuff, at that time, while they're doing this and talking about votes and tricks and all these things that they're, you know, saying about Trump, look what they're doing. Are you kidding me? They were trying to get 800,000 people to suddenly be on the voting rolls. You don't think that that's going to change almost every basic municipal election? That's an enormous amount of people suddenly giving them the right to vote. I say they have not earned it yet. People work hard to become American citizens, and when they do, they absolutely at that point deserve to vote. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, line eight. Eddie, your thoughts. Hi, good evening, Rita. So if I don't pay my membership to the golf club, I can't go golfing. If, if I'm not a paid member at Costco, I can't go buy cucumbers. How could they vote for the mayor if they're not citizens? I agree. I think it is outrageous. I'm with you, Te- Eddie. I totally agree. I think that they do not have the right and when they haven't worked towards it and haven't earned it. I just feel like being an American citizen is a privilege. And I feel like, you know, you're lucky to have it and you want people to work hard and get it. Uh, Let's go to Robert real quick. Line three. Robert, real quick. Yes, I'll be real quick, Rita. Um, I just wanted to correct Stan. At eight months old, 
You don't have to kill the baby to help the mother's health. You take the baby, it lives, mother's better, stand, read a little bit, you ignorant. Bye-bye, Greta. Thank you. Thank you. I, I basically said the same thing to him, Robert. But anyway, you were you were more to the point. Let's go to Jimmy. Real quick, Jimmy, go ahead, line four, your thoughts. The radical left cheapens the value of life. They cheapen the value of citizenship. They cheapen the value of voting. It's a constant war the left has. They steal elections. They'll cheat in elections. They, they have dead people voting, foreigners voting. Martians could come here and vote if the left has their way because anybody crazier... Jimmy, you really got it all there. Have a good night, everybody. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.